It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, April 12th, three days until tax day. Yeah, I thought I'd bring you down. Why not? M&M Carnage hotline is open. You can uh, join in on the conversation at 502-384-1450, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League are excited to present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers looking to hire right now. The hiring fair will take place this Thursday, April 14th, from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. On-site interviews, job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions ranging from $15 to $20 an hour, competitive benefits package, and earn a chance to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. Bring your identification and resume to the Mega Hiring Fair this Thursday, April 14th, at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard, from 3 to 6 p.m., sponsored by the Louisville Urban League, and our friends at Thornton's. And don't forget, hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. NBA playoffs start tonight. Um, I don't know if that's accurate. The play-in games start tonight. The playoffs playoffs start Saturday. Uh, there are four games, three games Saturday, maybe four, four games Sunday. But the playoffs start Sunday when we are down to 16 teams. We got 20 teams still alive right now. 30 in the league, 20 are still alive. I said this yesterday, it's harder to miss the playoffs than it is to make the playoffs. But somehow the Lakers did it. Nolan Smith introduced yesterday, finally introduced as assistant coach uh, at the University of Louisville. Kenny Payne, of course, played with Derek Smith, Nolan's father, back in the 80s uh, at the U of L. Um... Derek Smith, sort of a mentor to him, Kenny Smith said. Kenny Payne said. And uh, Nolan Smith joins the staff. He was in town yesterday for the introductory press conference. He and his wife and his children uh, went to visit his father's grave. Said, uh, wanted to tell his dad, hey, I'm home. Um, And now we wait to see who's next. Because the question was asked yesterday, okay, you got Nolan Smith. What about... Who else is going to be on that sideline with you, Kenny Payne? And Kenny Payne said, look, this day is about this hire, this particular person, this Louisville legend's son being on the staff and back home. We'll, uh, we'll find a time and place to make the other announcements. Will Milt Wagner be on the staff? I don't know. I don't know. You want to get his grandson, DJ Wagner. You want to get DJ in the fold here. I know uh, – John Calipari wants him as well. You know, there's not a college in the nation that doesn't want D.J. Wagner. But if you remember next year, not this year's draft, which is coming up shortly, but next season, next draft, those high school players are going to be eligible again. They're not going to have to go to college for a year. The age limit is going to drop another year from 19 to 18, and these high school seniors, for the most part, can go straight pro again. And that's the way it should be. LeBron did it. Kobe did it. Moses Malone did it. It's okay. This is not football. 
They don't have to be physically ready to play in the NBA. They can get physically ready while they are in the NBA. You can't ask a guy to go play NFL football, get his get his block knocked off, getting physically ready. He has to be physically ready to go into the NFL. NBA, it's different. And will DJ Wagner end up at Louisville, Kentucky, NBA, G League? Who knows? But if you want him to come to Louisville, I think you hire his grandfather, right? I think you hire his grandpa. Still might go to Kentucky. Still might go to the to the pros. Who knows? But Nolan Smith introduced yesterday, and boy, he could not wipe the smile off his face. He seemed very happy to be back in a place where for part of his life he grew up. For a lot of his life he grew up. Uh, where do the Lakers go from here? I'm going to talk about the playoffs, but you got to talk about the Lakers and what they do now that they have officially let go head coach Frank Vogel, who 18 months ago helped lead them to an NBA title in the bubble, 2020. Lakers win it all. They played defense back then. They didn't have Russell Westbrook back then. They had a bunch of young guys who really got after it. Now they got a bunch of old guys, an aging roster, They've got uh, injuries abound. They've got no cap space, no salary cap space whatsoever, no draft picks. I don't know if you want to coach this team. They've missed the playoffs in seven of the last nine years. They were in and out of the playoffs quickly last season. And the question is, do you want to coach the Lakers? The names in the mix now are Nick Nurse at Toronto. He's got a pretty good thing going in Toronto. Now, I know the Lakers are a brand name. I know you're going to make more money coaching the Los Angeles Lakers. You're going to get more endorsement opportunities as head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers if you win. But you got a pretty good thing going in Toronto. You want a title, Nick Nurse, in his first season as a head coach. And you got some talent in Toronto. You're in the playoffs. You're playing this week. Quinn Snyder, former Duke player, former Duke assistant under Coach K, current Utah Jazz coach. Now, the honeymoon may be over in Utah because it feels like this is it for the Jazz. They're going to play Denver in the playoffs. Is that correct? I got to look that up. That seems like I'm, uh, I'm mistaken there. They're going to play Dallas. See, I knew it was one of those D teams. They're going to play Dallas in the playoffs. They're a five seed. Dallas is a four seed. Um, Utah felt like the last couple years they were in the mix to win the title, right? Had a shot to win the title. This year, it doesn't feel like that. And you're coming to the end of the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell era in my opinion. You're coming to the end of that era. Rudy Gobert is not getting any younger. And Donovan Mitchell, he wants to win. Does he think he can win in Utah? They already traded Joe Ingles. He had the the horrible injury. Uh, he won't be back till next season anyway. They've traded him. So it's going to be a, a new era in Utah, maybe a rebuild. And Quinn Snyder, if you're going to rebuild, why not rebuild in L.A. instead of Salt Lake City? 
Jawan Howard is a name that's come up. Now, Jawan Howard did really good things at Michigan. And maybe uh, you feel like if you're the Lakers, eh, maybe some of these guys need to be knocked around a little bit. I mean, Jawan Howard knocked another coach around a little bit, got suspended for it. And, but they like what he's done in Michigan. You should like what he's done in Michigan. He coached them up. He got that team that wasn't very good, I don't believe, to a Sweet 16. And again, it's what have you done for me lately? It's what have you done for me lately? That's why Shaheen Holloway at St. Peter's is the new head coach at his alma mater, Seton Hall because of what he did this season. That's why Andy Enfeld at Florida Gulf Coast won three games in the NCAA tournament, and ever since he's been the head coach at the University of Southern California. It's what have you done for me lately. Brad Stevens takes Butler to a couple Final Fours, a couple championship games. All of a sudden, he's a head coach of the Boston Celtics. When are these guys hot? And Juwan Howard right now is hot. He's the guy. Chris Beard, Texas Tech, goes to the Final Four. All of a sudden, he's the head coach at Texas. They're going to pay him more money. He, they're his alma mater. And he you got to strike while the iron is hot. If you're a, a, a hot commodity coach, you've got to strike while the iron is hot. Doc Rivers has been mentioned. Hey, you're in Philly. You got Joel Embiid, probably the best big man in the league. You've got James Harden on the roster. You got Tobias Harris, a solid NBA three. I don't know why you would leave Philadelphia, who's going to be a playoff team for years to come as long as Embiid stays healthy, to go to a dysfunctional Laker program. Now, the story today from Sam Amick in The Athletic was that LeBron would be, quote, very happy to see Mark Jackson become the new head coach of the Lakers. I like LeBron. I like what LeBron said yesterday. These aren't my decisions. He said it in his exit interview. Uh, it's not up to me who the coach is. It's not up to me who's on the roster. Well, it was up to you to get Russell Westbrook. It was up to you to get Anthony Davis uh, when you got him. Turned out well for one year. I believe it's up to you to uh, not bring back Frank Vogel. Now, if you're the Lakers and you fire Frank Vogel and not Rob Palenka, as Reggie Miller said yesterday, that's embarrassing. Because Rob Palenka, along with Jeannie Buss, and I think along with LeBron, put the roster together. They're the ones that said to Frank Vogel, here's the roster, do something with it. To which Frank Vogel said, I didn't want Russell Westbrook. I wanted DeMar DeRozan or Buddy Heald. I don't want Dwight Howard. I didn't ask you to trade Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who were standout defenders on the, on the uh, 2020 championship team. I didn't ask for any of that. You dumped it in his lap, and now he's the guy that pays the price. We've heard this before. You can't fire the team. You can't fire the team. That's why coaches get fired. Coaches get hired to get fired because you can't fire the team. 
And if LeBron James wanted Frank Vogel to stay and be the coach of the Lakers next year, Frank Vogel would still be the coach of the Lakers. Let's don't kid ourselves. So at his exit interview, when he says, I don't uh, make personnel decisions, I had to laugh out loud. And now all of a sudden it gets out in the athletic. Somehow it leaks out that LeBron would be happy to have Mark Jackson, current broadcaster, former head coach of the Golden State Warriors. I think he was head coach of the Pacers for a short period of time as well. He's a no-nonsense coach. He did a great job with the Warriors before Steve Kerr came in. He did a good job with young Steph Curry, young Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. He wasn't there when Kevin Durant showed up. Or maybe he's got a couple of rings. And he's been in the TV booth uh, with Jeff Van Gundy and, and uh, Mike Breen for quite a few years now. Is, does he want to come back out and coach? And if he does, do you want to coach the Lakers? That's the question every coach has to ask themselves. Yes, it's L.A. Yes, it's a brand name. Lakers, Celtics. Those are the two NBA juggernaut names. Maybe you throw the Knicks in there because they're in New York. Lakers, Celtics, Knicks. Normally, dream jobs. I'm not sure the Knicks are. Knicks haven't been for quite a while, actually. And now I'm not sure the Lakers are. It's a great brand. You're going to make money. If you win, you're going to be the toast of the town, just like everywhere else, but you're going to get great endorsement opportunities. You could be the next Pat Riley, right? You could be the next Phil Jackson if you go to L.A. Well, Pat Riley had Magic and Kareem. Phil Jackson had Kobe and Shaq. Frank Vogel did have LeBron and A.D., and they won a title. But AD's hurt half the time. LeBron is going to be going into his 20th season next year. Russell Westbrook is not Russell Westbrook of 2017. And the rest of that roster is old. You have no draft picks and no cap space. It is a nightmare job for the next few years at least. So Nick Nurse, my advice, stay in Toronto. Enjoy that roster. Good, young roster with cap space, without humongous expectations, and you've won a title. Quinn Snyder, Utah or Los Angeles? That's an interesting choice because, A, you're no longer hot in Utah. You're not a hot commodity. B, do the Lakers even want you? And, yes, Los Angeles versus Salt Lake City, if you got the same talent pool, I'm going to L.A. Juwan Howard, do you want to leave your alma mater after just a few years to tread the waters of the NBA? He was an NBA assistant for years. Did a great job. Played a number of years in the NBA. Juwan Howard was there a long time as a player. But does he want to leave his alma mater when he's got them on the brink of what could be something special to go to a Laker team that is dysfunctional? It's LeBron and the uh, – you hope what are miracles. You hope the LeBron and the miracles. It looks like they're just LeBron and the old people. That's what it looks like. He wants veterans. Well, he's got veterans. He's got Carmelo, Dwight, Russell. They are veterans. They were all-stars. 
they're not all-stars anymore. LeBron had one of the best offensive years of his career. Didn't matter. They won 33 games. 33 and 49. The Los Angeles Lakers were 33 and 49. You just don't say that very often. And I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. I will take a break. Uh, Update on Luka Doncic's injury. Uh, Some UK basketball news, UofL basketball news, women's basketball news as well. The WNBA draft was last night. We'll uh, talk a little baseball. It was interesting what happened in Philadelphia last night. Uh, Jays-Yankees started a four-game set yesterday. Maybe the two best teams in the American League. We'll tell you what happened in game one of that four-game series. And NBA play-in games start tonight. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Hey, don't forget the Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Elk Run, Valley View, Old Capital Golf Club, and Christmas Lake for under $25 a round with cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation. The Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. That's 414-1450. Get your text into the show at that number. Some news and notes quickly. Um, WNBA draft was last night. Ryan Howard, UK, was a Kentucky star, was drafted number one overall by the Atlanta Dream. Uh, A few picks later, number four pick Emily Engsler from Louisville goes to the Indiana Fever. Nice little two-hour ride up the road if you want to see Emily Engsler play a home game next season. And then Kiana Smith of UofL went number 16 overall, fourth pick in the second round to the Los Angeles Sparks. So congratulations to to all those young women. Uh, And they all spoke very eloquently last night uh, at the draft. Uh, Kentucky, Jacob Toppin, as of about a half hour ago, has put his name into the NBA draft. Now, that's a little bit unexpected. He's going to retain his eligibility. He's not going to hire an agent. Uh, But, you know, I expect Jacob Toppin to get the feedback and and come back. There's nothing that says you can't do this. This is what you should do. You should do your due diligence. That's hard to say. You should uh, take advantage of the rules that state, yeah, you can put your name in the NBA draft. You can get uh, feedback from all of the teams, feedback from the league, tell you what you need to work on, whether they believe you're a first or second round draft pick uh, or a draft pick at all, and then you make a decision. You can come back to school. And I expect Jacob Toppin to come back to school. One thing he has in his favor is his brother is Obi Toppin. And Obi Toppin was a late bloomer. He played at Dayton. He didn't play at a Power 5 school, but he was National Player of the Year at the University of Dayton because he got really, really good really, really late in the process. 
And there could be a team in the second round that doesn't have a particular need, a team that's already pretty set, that could potentially say, you know what, he could turn out to be his his older brother. He might eventually be that good too. Those genes run in that family. And maybe we get the next Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin starring for the Knicks right now. Had a pretty good year. He's not just a skyscraper. He can defend. He can jump out of the place. He can shoot a little bit. He's a three-point shooter with the Knicks. Everybody's a three-point shooter nowadays. I know that. But he'll make some threes for you. He'll defend. He can run the court. He's an an unbelievable athlete. And Jacob Toppin, we've seen him jump out of the gym. We've seen him be an unbelievable athlete at times. So maybe an NBA team that is set, that has a late second-round pick, maybe like the Phoenix Suns, they don't have any needs. The Grizzlies, one of these top teams that has a late pick in the second round can say, you know what, let's take a shot. Take a shot, because we've seen his brother develop late. Maybe this kid does the same thing. It's worth a late second-round pick here, especially if, we, if we're if we set and we don't have needs. But I certainly expect Jacob Toppin to come back. This is exploratory, I would think, and uh, he's just going to do what he should do, get feedback. The other guy from Kentucky is Shaden Sharp. He put his name in the draft as well. I don't expect him to come back. He is going to maintain his college eligibility. He is not going to hire an agent. But Shaden Sharp is probably a first-round draft pick. And if you're a first-round draft pick, then you go. You just do. You go. I know NIL makes things different because you can make money. But what's not different is that you want to get started as soon as you can on that first contract because you want to get to The goal in the NBA is to get to that second contract where you can make max, where you can make a lot of green. That's the goal. The NIL doesn't help you with that. The NIL gives you some money this year, maybe a million bucks. I don't know. Maybe you earn a million dollars this year with an NIL. But what you don't earn is one year of service time in the NBA. The NIL doesn't do anything for that. So what a lot of these guys should be thinking is if I'm drafted in the first round, that's an automatic two-year deal. It's an automatic two-year window where I'm going to get paid. They're not going to cut me if I get drafted in the first round. That's the rule. They're not going to cut me, and I'm I'm able to show them what I can do. Then four years down the line, get to that second contract or be good enough where they're going to assign me to a major deal before I get to that second contract because they don't want to lose me to free agency. And Shaden Sharp is a first-round talent. He's going to get taken in the first round. He's probably not coming back to Kentucky. He can say I'm maintaining my eligibility and I'm not going to hire an agent and I want the feedback just like Jacob Toppin's doing. The feedback is going to be, yeah, you should come on in. You should come on into the league. And then the Cal hate begins again. That's when the Cal vitriol begins again. Because we heard it all season long. When is Shaden Sharp going to play? We're hearing nothing but great things in practice. 
All the players are talking about what a difference maker he is in practice. Why aren't you playing him? Why don't you play? Well, it's about the kid. We're doing the right thing for the kid. Well, maybe doing the right thing for the kid, in Cal's opinion, doing the right thing for the kid, got Kentucky beat by St. Peter's in the first round of the tournament. Because that's what you're going to hear from the fan base. When Shaden Sharp decides I'm keeping my name in the draft and I am hiring an agent, that's what you're going to hear. Why didn't Cal play him? Everybody thought Cal should play him. All of BBN, and I want to make this clear, those fans never saw one practice, but all of BBN heard from players that were at practice, from coaches, from Cal himself, how impressive Shaden Sharp was in practice. But you know what? We've talked it over with his family. We're not going to play him. Why? Why not? If he can help, why not? And you can't tell me he couldn't have helped on the first Friday or was it Thursday, the first weekend of the tournament. You can't tell me he couldn't have helped against the Peacocks. Ty Ty Washington was banged up. We find that out after the season ends. He's banged up. He never fully recovered. He never got back to being great Ty Ty Washington. Guess who you could have used? Shaden Sharp. We've seen him do it before. He did it with Hamadou Diallo, if you remember. He came in eligible, could have played, got there early, got there in January. Cal didn't play him. He did come back the next year. He did come back. Shaden Sharp's not coming back, folks. He is not coming back. And Cal's going to take some heat about it, and he deserves to take some heat about it. Here's what's going to happen. Mark my words, and I'm probably wrong, but mark, mark it down anyway, because if I'm right, it's going to be glorious. The day Shaden Sharp announces that he is keeping his name in the draft and hiring an agent will be the same day that Kentucky announces Oscar Sheboy is coming back for another season in Lexington. Mark it down. Because when the bad news shows up, you better have some good news to counteract it. The way you sweep under the carpet that Sharp never played a minute at Kentucky and was eligible and could have played and could have helped that team win, the same day that that is swept under the carpet, it's swept under by the fact that Oscar Shibway announces he's coming back for another season. That's how it works, right? That's how it works. That's how the Friday news dump works, usually. You get the bad news on a Friday afternoon. So nobody talks about it on the radio over the weekend. Nobody's up in arms about it. And by the time Monday rolls around, there's a new news cycle. Something else has happened. Something else is more important. We forget about the Friday news dump. Louisville was great at the Friday news. Rick Patino was A-plus student of the Friday news dump. Bad news, when's it come out? 4.30 Friday afternoon. It's too late to talk about it this week. We got to wait till Monday. By the time Monday rolls around, you hope that people are talking about something else. Case in point is the Katina Powell book. Came out on a Friday afternoon. 
Louisville knew about it earlier that week. They decided to bring it out Friday afternoon. I, re- I remember where I was. It was 5.30 in the afternoon, maybe 6 o'clock in the evening. I'm at, at the time, what was called Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, getting ready for the St. X Trinity football game. And I'm there with other members of the media. I got my equipment hooked up. I always like to get there early and get ready. And all of a sudden, these dudes are going, up. Oh, we got to go. We got to get down to the U of L basketball practice facility. There's a press conference being put together right now. Why? What's going on? Uh, some sort of book was released accusing Louisville of having strippers at Minority Hall. We got to go get the details. So all these reporters, all these media members that were set, get got get their cameras set up, ready to shoot some highlights for the Saint X Trinity game, take off, grab their cameras, and they're gone, man. On a Friday evening at six o'clock. It's a Friday news dump. That's what people do when they have to get a story out, but they don't want to talk about it. They want to give you a weekend to process it. As a fan, as a media member, they want to give you a a weekend to just maybe something else comes up. Maybe something else happens. And plus, we've now got a weekend to troubleshoot this thing and decide, okay, what are the media questions going to be? How are we going to answer them? Let's get all of our ducks in a row here. So you watch what happens here, okay? On a Friday afternoon, Shaden Sharp, late Friday afternoon, it's going to be announced that he's keeping his name in the draft. On Saturday or Sunday, maybe Sunday evening, late, you're going to hear Oscar Shibway coming back to Kentucky. And all of a sudden, Monday morning, the questions from the media are about Oscar Shibway and what he can do to make this team a champion and not the fact that Sharp, who never played a minute in a uniform at Kentucky when he could have, nobody's asking that question anymore. Because that's how it works. That's how it works. And if I'm right about that, I'm going to take a week off and my boss should pay, pay for me to go to, uh, on vacation. I think he should pay for me to go on vacation on that one. Because that's probably not going to happen, but, man, I would not be surprised if that's what happens. Or you put Sharp and Shibway at the same table on a Friday afternoon and they're both gone. And then Cal maybe is out recruiting the whole next week. Right? He's out recruiting. He's out uh, scouring the transfer portal because now we got to replace Oscar and Shaden. And nobody gets to ask the questions. And now you, you sign somebody out of the transfer portal during that week where Kyle's not available. <sighs> it's frustrating. I know as a fan, it's frustrating. Whether you're a Louisville fan, Kentucky fan, these things are just extremely frustrating. It feels like Louisville's winning the media cycle right now, right? Louisville didn't make the tournament last year. They were awful. They were awful. We can admit it. It was bad. It was no fun to go to the games. Football as well, no fun. Yet here we are a month after the tournament is over, not even a month after the tournament's over, a couple of weeks after the tournament is over, and, man, Louisville's winning the media cycle. Here's Kenny. Here's Nolan. 
Here's some football recruiting news. This is going to be great. We're a year away from being a, a, a top-notch program in football again. They're winning the media battle in the city of Louisville right now. Kentucky gets to the tournament. They're losing the media battle because they lost to St. Peter's. It was better to go 12-18, and 12-16, and 16, and not make the tournament than it was to finish third in the SEC and make it into the tournament as a top 20, as a number two seed at that. That was worse right now. That's the perception. Uh, one other quick Louisville basketball news story. Mike Pegues has landed. The Cardinal interim coach uh, will be an assistant for Thad Mata at Butler University next year. So if you want to see Emily Inksler, you can go up to Indianapolis and watch the Fever. If you want to see Mike Pegues, you can go up to Indianapolis and watch Butler play. He is a, a new assistant for Thad Mata at Butler. I would come back. I'll give you a couple winners tonight. The spreads have actually gone up in the two playing games tonight. That tells me more money is coming in on the favorites. So uh, we'll see what I like. We'll talk a little baseball as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Don't forget the uh, Louisville Urban League and Thorns are excited to present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers. They want to hire some people as we speak right now. Hiring fair will take place Thursday, this Thursday, April 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center at 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. On-site interviews, job offers. There are management positions with competitive salaries, hourly positions between $15 and $20 an hour, competitive benefit packages. Also uh, earn a chance to win a $50 gift card while supplies last. Just bring your ID and your resume to the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, 3029 West Muhammad Ali Boulevard. That is this Thursday, April 14th from 3 to 6 p.m., sponsored by the Louisville Urban League and Thornton's. Eminem Cartage. Hotline is open, 384-1450, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, the Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Last chance to get your text into the show at 414-1450. Uh, NBA News, Luka Doncic got hurt on Sunday, final regular season game of the year. Uh, it has been diagnosed as a strained calf. He is day-to-day, aren't we all? Uh, Dallas, again, I mentioned this earlier, they will host Utah on Saturday in game one. Doncic has not been ruled out to be back and playing that game. They thought it was worse than it was Sunday. Monday's MRI comes back. It's better than they thought. Uh, strained calf officially for Luka. Um, and look, if Dallas wants to win a series or a game for that matter, they need Luka. Because when you think about Dallas – Who's the number two guy on that team? It's Spencer Dinwiddie. I'll answer it before you. It's Spencer Dinwiddie. So, Lucas, the man here. And he's got to be available. They open at home as the four seed against Utah on Saturday. All right, NBA games tonight. The play-in games begin tonight. Sevens versus eight. Now, nobody's eliminated today. I know this is a difficult 
um, difficult playing process to understand. But bottom line is tonight, nobody's eliminated. Eight versus seven, seven seed being the home team, Cleveland at Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference. Cleveland's still without Jared Allen, and they have not been nowhere near the team that they were before Jared Allen got hurt. He's a former Brooklyn Net, by the way, who I know would love to play, but he's not ready to play. And Cleveland is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog now. They were eight-and-a-half yesterday. It's up to nine-and-a-half now. I'm taking Brooklyn and giving the points. Kyrie's going to play everywhere now, except if they get to Toronto at some point. And KD, they're ready to go. Brooklyn won the season series three games to one. Um, They actually lost the game without uh, Jared Allen uh, in the last game, second to last game of the regular season. Um, So, and Brooklyn, look, they're the better team here. There's no doubt about it. Without Jared Allen in the lineup, Evan Mobley is back, but he's uh, still limping around from a sprained ankle. Darius Garland's great, but look, it's Kyrie and KD. There it is, Kyrie and KD. Throw in some some uh, Blake Griffin. Throw in a little, uh, oh, who's the shooter? I can't think of his name. But look, Brooklyn's good. And they're going to, the beauty would be for Brooklyn to lose and then have to win on Thursday night. But they're going to win this game tonight. Uh, the big question, will Ben Simmons play? That's been floated around at, hey, ben, Ben's ready to go here. We think uh, the back is okay and he's ready to play. Ben Simmons hasn't played since he flamed out in the playoffs with Philadelphia last year when he wouldn't even take a dunk. He was so scared to shoot and get fouled and go to the free throw line. He uh, was embarrassed by his free throw shooting and mentally just couldn't couldn't do it. So I think you'd be taking a big chance. You don't know what you're going to get out of Ben Simmons. I mean, he might be great in practice. He might be practicing. He might look good. Uh, Kyrie and KD might say, hey, he's ready to play. I can't play him. If I'm Steve Nash, there is no way I play Ben Simmons in what is basically an elimination of an elimination game. You lose, you're not out, but then you lose Thursday night, then you are out. I don't expect Ben Simmons to play for the Nets tonight, but I do expect the Nets to roll over Cleveland tonight. Uh, Now, Cleveland will not be eliminated. Loser of this game, not eliminated. Keep that in mind. So I'll I'll try to explain it as best I can. Seven and eight play tonight. Winner is the seventh seed in the playoffs. That's it, period. Whoever loses this game tonight will play the winner of the 9-10 game tomorrow between Atlanta, who's at home, and Charlotte. The loser of the Atlanta-Charlotte game, the 9-10 game tomorrow, is eliminated. The winner will get one more chance to play a road game of whoever loses tonight's game between Brooklyn and Cleveland. There you go. It's that simple. And that is a one-game play-in as well. Winner of that game will be the eighth seed in the playoffs, and will take on Miami as the number one seed. See? It's simple. It's so simple that I have it written down, and I still had a hard time getting it across. I still have a hard time understanding it. 
That high school education is not doing me any good right now. So I like Brooklyn minus the nine and a half points tonight. That's seven o'clock on TNT. The more interesting game to me is nine thirty Western Conference eight seed Clippers uh, in Minnesota to take on the T Wolves. Now the T Wolves. This is only their second playoffs since Kevin Garnett was on the team in two thousand five. They've only made the playoffs one other time since then. Um, and if you haven't, if you've never watched the T Wolves this season. And you probably haven't because they're not on national TV very often. Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, the former University of Georgia player, that is a one-two punch, man. They score a lot of points. They don't play great defense, but they put up big numbers. Those two guys. Uh, the other interest, the interesting part about this game, and by the way, Minnesota's a three-point favorite. The interesting part about this game is that Patrick Beverly got let got traded by the Clippers in the offseason. Patrick Beverly is a defensive hound. Nobody that plays against him likes him. He's a hated player around the NBA because of the way he plays defense. He's physical. He is uh, you know, he dares officials to call fouls on him. He talks a lot of trash. Nobody likes this guy. Patrick Beverly, he was a Clipper last year. In order to punish him, he got traded to the T-Wolves. All right, we're going to get rid of this guy, and we're not going to send him to a contender. That's what he wants. We're sending him to the T-Wolves. Well, guess what? The T-Wolves are in the playoffs. They finished ahead of the Clippers. And now you got Patrick Beverly in Minnesota at home going up against his old team that tried to do him wrong, at least in his mind, by sending him to a losing team. But here we are. Minnesota was 46-36. and 36. They'll score the basketball, and Beverly will harass probably Paul George tonight. He's probably going to get the early assignment on Paul George. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played all year for the Clippers. He won't play in the playoffs because of injury. The Clippers, to their credit, Ty Lue can coach. And they still got to the playoffs here as the uh, eight seed. They still got to the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard all year long. And and Paul George missed nearly three months with an elbow injury. He has averaged 22.5 points in the five games since he came back. So no Kawhi. You got Paul George. Uh, the guy I like for uh, the Clippers that I like to watch play and, and – you know, UK fan might not like this, and Louisville fan might not like this. Former Duke player Luke Kennard. This guy can he, – he does a lot. He does a lot. He can handle the ball. He obviously is a great shooter. He's not quite J.J. Redick, but he's a pretty good shooter. Uh, he's a scorer around the basket. He defends. He's, he's, uh, he's tough to deal with, and he's fun to watch. But this game tonight, if Paul George got to play well. Paul George got to play well, and Beverly's probably going to guard him. Uh, I like Minnesota here as a three-point favorite. The Clippers won the season series three games to one, which, you know, that worries me a little. not going to lie about it. That worries me a little bit because you would think with Minnesota and the Clippers, you know, Clippers not having Kawhi and missing Paul George for three months – 
you would think this would be at least two games all. But no, the Clippers won the season series. Carl uh, Anthony Towns has been great. And Anthony Edwards is an absolute star in the making with the Timberwolves. You don't know about him because he played in Minnesota. Because he played in Minnesota. But he's really good. So there you go. Brooklyn minus nine and a half tonight. Minnesota minus the three. Um, those are the seven, eight matchups in the play-in games. Again, nobody gets eliminated tonight. But if you win, you're in the playoffs. You're the seven seed in your conference. Whoever wins the Cleveland-Brooklyn game will get a series with the Celtics. Whoever wins the Clippers-Minnesota game will get a series with Memphis. So that's how it lays out tonight. We'll, we'll figure out tomorrow's games tomorrow. Um, by the way, they are elimination games. Charlotte at Atlanta in the east, San Antonio at New Orleans in the west. Will Zion Williamson play? I don't think so. I had a couple interesting games in uh, Major League Baseball last night. First, congratulations to our buddy, New Albany native, Josh Rogers. He uh, got sent down before the season started, called right back up the left-handed pitcher, uh, got a start last night for the Washington Nationals, beat Atlanta 11-2. Josh went five and a third innings, allowed only two hits, one earned run, walked two, struck out three. I'm watching the game last night. And I didn't know he was pitching, full disclosure. I picked it up in like the second inning, and I went, hey, I think that's Josh Rogers pitching. So I'm watching the game. And the fifth inning, it's 5-1. to one. Washington's got the lead. Josh is pitching great. But he gives up a walk with uh, one out. And I thought, oh, Dave Martinez is going to come get him here in the, in the fourth inning. It was the fourth. Uh, no, it was the fifth inning. He's not going to get the win here. Because Dave, Dave Martinez, the manager of the Nationals, is going to come pull him. They had a reliever warming up. Uh, five to one. You know, my thought process was Homer makes it five to three in Atlanta. You don't want that to happen if you're Dave Martinez. But he left him in. Uh, got a strikeout. Got a deep fly ball for an out. And he went the five innings. And I thought, okay, now he's in line for a win. Washington got some add-on runs. Um, and, again, Josh goes five and a third. He's earned himself another start. Again, a 28-man roster right now. May 1st, that's going to drop to 26. So if you're Josh Rogers, you, you get another start, pitch well again, get another start. you got to show them that you belong in the major leagues right now. You don't want to go back to Rochester. A um, couple other stories. Jays beat the Yankees 3-0, first of a four-game series. Uh, George Springer had all three RBIs, hit a home run. That's a possible uh, American League Championship Series preview. And Phillies, <coughs> Phillies third baseman Alec Bohm made three errors last night, and he was caught, as he's being booed, he's caught on tape saying, I bleeping hate this place to one of his teammates. Now, you would think f fans would be upset with him. It's Philadelphia. I think they love it. This guy said what, what any Philadelphian would say when they're mad. Philly came back and beat the Mets, got five runs in the eighth, beat them 5-4. Uh, Mets doing Mets things, as they always do. But holla, shout out to Alec Bohm today, who said what he was thinking and owned up to it after the game. All right, NBA recaps tomorrow. Tony Burke in studio with me. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.